find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10, 20, 30 years to wait for answers to their illnesses? Life is precious. Today's a different show. Today's about compassion. That's what today's show is about. And I, I really am so happy you're here for this. This is a special show. And, you know, I'm not talking about medical illnesses or diseases, but yet this relates to this because it's part of it. If we don't have compassion for ourselves and we don't understand what even compassion is, if we don't know how to be compassionate within our, our own beings and the ones around us, how are we going to heal? It's a, it's a part of healing all of the illnesses. It's a part of healing all of the diseases. It's a part of healing our conditions and symptoms. It's critical, really critical. Now, please understand with this show what's going on here. I never claim to be a big guru. I never claim to be, um, you know, an enlightened one. I never have. I'm a student of spirit. I'm a student of spirit. When I'm talking about compassion, I'm reteaching myself in this moment along with giving you any information I can from spirit. Spirit's been teaching me about compassion and, and, and giving me all the information since I was a child before I can even pronounce it. I'd hear the word from spirit and I couldn't even pronounce it. I'd be like, compassion, what is this? And I'd be like, and I would, and I would have to say the word. And, and it doesn't mean I have enough of it. It doesn't mean I've worked hard on it or I'm compassionate enough to myself. I try. I work on it. I work on with everything spirit has given me. And I, and I pat myself on the back when I can. And I need you to, to do that too. And I need you to learn about compassion because it's so critical to your healing. It's so critical to knowing what compassion even means. Because if you don't know what it means, then it's it's hard to even touch it or grasp it. And, you know, some people might argue and say, well, you either have it or you don't. Some people have it or they don't. No, no, no. We all, we all can access it. We all can access compassion. We all have it in us somewhere. It just needs to come out and we can create it if we don't think we have it in us. We can create it. We can learn about it. And that's the big thing. And so, you know, it's, so I'm learning too from spirit all the time with compassion. I'm learning too. And, and because, because, yeah, because I get busy, I do things. I'm always listening to spirit about information for people doing readings and everything else, both emotional and with emotional and spiritual and physical. But the point is, is that, you know, I can also, I can use a dose. I can use a dose of spirit's information about compassion, meaning a full show. After the show, I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to do more of that with what spirit wants us all to do. I need to do more of this, what spirit needs us to do. Because because you're never, there's never, you know, it, 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 it's there's never enough. There's never enough where, okay, that's it. That's all you need. You're compassionate one time in your life, and that's all you need, and you're, you move on, and that's it. No, it's never enough. We have to be, we have to be more invested into understanding and 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 knowing compassion so let's go into this i'm, I'm saying this because it's so important this whole thing this is i'm really excited about this show really excited about the show now i know that that many of you 
that know my book, the first medical medium book, I talk a little bit about compassion because spirit is that source to begin with. And spirit has always known that I'm flawed. Uh, I am flawed in many ways. Spirit has always known that I am. And, you know, I'm a human being. You know, spirit chose me to have the gift, not because I'm this uh, miraculous person. That's not it at all. The irony is not because I'm the smartest person, because I'm not. I'm not the smartest person. You guys probably know that by now. And and spirit, when spirit chose me to have the gift when I was a child, it wasn't because spirit thought, oh, here's an enlightened one to have the gift. That wasn't it. Spirit gave me the gift because spirit knew that there was something inside of me. And it wasn't compassion. It wasn't compassion. Spirit knew, <clears throat> excuse me, that there was something inside of me that could hang in there for the ride. That's why I was chosen. There was something inside of me. I had a tough edge that there was something that would stand the test of time in order to be able to give you the information, to be the messenger, to give people the information with chronic illness, to get them the information they need to heal. And <clears throat> spirit, Spirit, my, my throat's a little hoarse. I've been talking so much lately, so just bear with me. Spirit knew that I could handle it or had a possibility of handling it because when you get this gift when you're a young age, you don't want to live. You don't want to stay here. You don't want to be here anymore. So you don't want to, you don't want to be here because it's too hard. It's too hard to constantly see all day long or wherever you're going as you're growing up, everybody's suffering, and it's too hard to see their illnesses. It's too hard to live with that nonstop and to hear spirit nonstop and to hear a voice from the outside of your ear going into your ear nonstop and never ending because it's always there, meaning spirit is always there. He's always giving me the information whether I like it or not. So there were, it wasn't because I was an enlightened child that I received the gift. Just don't get confused with that. It wasn't because I was going to be a guru or I was a guru and I was a chosen one. No, not at all. It was because the people who do get given this gift over the centuries don't make it too long. I almost didn't make it because you don't want to be here with this gift. Because you can't function as a normal human being. You get the snow blind, which is the light blindness constantly because you're doing readings all the time. You can't, you can't be in public places too, too long because the readings will eventually just be too much and too much, too much. There's so many reasons. I mean, I could name list a hundred reasons why it's difficult, but that's not what this is about. I'm talking about the whole thing about why I got the gift and how I have to be the messenger of compassion for you, the messenger of spirit's compassion so that you have a chance to move forward and you have a chance to do what you need to do and take care of yourselves and look out for your loved ones. It's all part of the same thing about getting the message and information about what's going on with health so you have that information. Knowledge is power. And in the compassion situation, the compassion moment here, that's knowledge is power too. It, it means that much. It makes that much of a difference. So when I was younger, it didn't mean I had any compassion when I was a child and growing up, turning into a teenager. I had to learn about what it was and what it, was, what it meant. Of course, I felt bad for people. I felt their suffering. It was difficult. I still do now with every bit about it. But tapping into the compassionate side, a part of what unconditional is, 
that I'm going to go into is, 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 was a big key for me. And I've done that on and off with everything I have. And I've done that and I've did everything I can in that realm, but I still need work too. We all do. Spirit knew I was flawed when I was given the gift in the sense that, you know, I wasn't this, this enlightened being. Spirit knew that. That wasn't what it is. Spirit knew I was tough, that I could handle. I could handle the beatings. I could take a beating, a real good licking. I could take a kicking. I could take the crap kicked out of me. And that's what Spirit knew that I had, that I possessed. I could get stepped on. And, and, and stand back up and dust myself off. I could be pushed. I could be pushed aside. I could be pushed on the ground. I could be pushed around. I could be bullied. I could be smacked around. Spirit knew I was tough. Spirit knew I could handle it. When I was born, Spirit knew what soul I was and who I was. Spirit knew it may not be great enlightenment, Spirit knew I might not be the greatest revered guru in the world. Spirit knew all that. Spirit just knew I was going to be a good messenger. A good messenger. And Spirit knew this. Spirit has compassion towards me. Has compassion towards me. Knows I've had it hard. Knows I didn't have it easy. Knows what my job is in this lifetime to try to finish out in this lifetime with the best capacity I have and the best ability I have to get you the information I can. And Spirit knows that. And Spirit has compassion for me. And I have to realize that. That Spirit actually has compassion for me. And it matters to me. I have to have compassion too for myself. For what I've been through. What I struggled through. For what you've struggled through. For everything you've gone through. I have compassion for you. I do. I do. I do. I've worked on it since a child. I haven't been perfect. It doesn't mean I've had it all the time in every minute of my life. But I've worked on having it. And I want to tell you all about it a little bit. You know, when I was a child... And compassion told me, so compassion, which the spirit told me, that compassion is the understanding of suffering. That's what spirit said to me. Compassion is the understanding of suffering. What does that mean? It means, you, you know, compassion means that you understand somebody's suffering, that you do at least understand it. I've known a lot of people out there. They don't even understand somebody's suffering. Meaning like, well, get up. Go, go to the doctor. What are you doing? Oh, you're making it up. Oh, you're just weak. Oh, it's all in your head, whatever it is. And they're not tapping into compassion when they do that. That's the first thing. Compassion is the understanding of suffering. It's a big one. Compassion is the soul. The soul of so many things. It's the soul of truth and honor and purpose. It's that powerful. Compassion is the soul of peace and joy, and, and it matters. Now, you have to understand, you know, it, it, this is about having compassion for yourself. It's not just about having compassion for others. That, that can happen. That can happen naturally. I need you to have it for yourself, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. You know, Spirit told me that God is love. And that is ancient, and we know that. We know God is love. You know God is love. Now, whatever God is to you, some people say, well, you know what? God to me is something different. God to me is a light in the sky. God to me is a creator. God to me is the universe. God to me, everybody's got a different thing going on. But 
Whatever that is, okay, it's love. God is love. But this is the important thing I have to tell you about that's powerful. God is not love alone. God is unconditional love. You know that. You know that, right? And the human mind, us, us humans, will always put conditions upon our love. You know that. You know we'll put conditions upon the love for others. You know we'll put conditions upon the loves, the love for ourselves. There's going to be conditions on even the love for ourselves. We can't help it. That's what us humans do, okay? We, we think we can feel unconditional love. But if we do feel unconditional love... That means compassion was alongside of our love. See, see, unconditional love is compassion plus love put together. It's both of those. It's compassion plus love put together. That's what unconditional love is. That's the human version of unconditional love. God's unconditional love is much bigger than that. I'm sorry to say that, but much bigger, much bigger, much bigger than that. God's unconditional love is bigger than than humans' unconditional love. But even humans have a whole difficult problem. We have a whole difficult situation. We We can't tap into that unconditional love ever because we're wrapped up in love without the compassionate side mixed in because that's what makes things unconditional is when compassion is then ignite. It's, it's when it's combined, when it's joined, it forces into love. When compassion is both with love, that is when it's a human's version, your version of unconditional love that you can have. That's when it's us, our version of unconditional love you can have. So I know that's really intense. This is a deep show. This is no joke. I'm going to give you information from spirit. I've wrote some of this in some of the books too. And Life-Changing Foods, I've talked about this, about what's going on. Like compassion is not empathy, right? You know that because if I've, I've written about that. Compassion is not empathy. Empathy is, is something that has an expiration date, you know, like a carton of spoiled milk, you know. If someone has been suffering for a long time and you have empathy for that person, it could wax and wane. It could sour over time. It has an expiration date unless compassion is really in there. See, because empathy is not compassion, but we confuse that. So what we do is we have this whole thing about love. We love ourselves. We fall in love, 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 love. But And then we have empathy mixed in with it, but it can go sour. It has an expiration date even with people that are in love. It just, it can die. You know, I can't tell you how many people who have been ill for a long time and their story has been like they had their family rallying for them. They had their friends rallying for them. They had people rallying for them and they kind of dissipated it dissipated, whether it's months or years later, because empathy has an expiration date. Even if they love you, it has an expiration date. Compassion is not sympathy. Don't get confused with sympathy, too. It's another whole problem I've written about. That's because sympathy has strings attached. It has strings attached. That's what that is. It's like a loan. It's like a loan. Compassion doesn't have strings attached. Compassion isn't like a loan or a bank loan 
or you're loaning something, or you're loaning somebody a lawnmower, or you're loaning somebody a shovel so they can shovel their driveway. There's a string attached to that. You feel bad that your neighbor can't shovel their drive, shovel their porch out because they their shovel broke. So you give them a shovel. You kind of you see. I'm sympathetic to that. Here's a shovel. Here, take this shovel. But don't keep that shovel. Don't don't keep it. That's not yours. I want that back someday. That's what that is. That's sympathy. We can't get that confused with compassion. That means that you don't have compassion about your neighbor not being able to shovel out their porch stoop. You do you're not it's not about compassion there. It's about sympathy. We can't we can't get that confused with, oh, that's a compassionate person. They wanna they want that person to be okay there. No, we gotta be careful with it. It's not really what it is. It's like when you lend somebody that sympathetic ear. You know when you lend them that sympathetic ear. There's an understanding that she or he, the other person, will lend that favor back someday, will lend that sympathetic ear back someday. I owe you one. You owe me one. That's what sympathy is. That's not compassion. You owe me one. I gave you that. I gave you that. I listened to you when I listened to you at that time. You owe me some listening. That's sympathy. See, there's a difference there. I know this is heavy duty. I know this is like, I know I'm hitting you hard with this stuff. And and look, look, I, I'm hitting you hard with it, but I'm I'm re regesting it myself, if that's even a word. I'm digesting it all over again constantly from spirit. I have to. I'm a human. I'm like you. We're all we're all like each other, you know. So the whole thing with sympathy is like I owe you one, you owe me one, and it's a it's a it's a tricky one because. If you have a friend that nurtures somebody during a breakup, so if you have a breakup, if you broke broke up with a relationship and someone nurtures you, it's there's an understanding there it's transactional. That means you better be doing that for me if I have a breakup. You better be doing that for me. Compassion has no strings attached. There's no I owe you and you owe me. Compassion is doesn't have a sell by date like that spoiled container of milk. When you received compassion, there's no loan shark. There's no bank loan. There's no loan shark or somebody with a baseball bat that's going to break your legs if you don't come up with that wad of money that you borrowed. Compassion won't hunt you down like a rat and snap you in a trap. Compassion won't do that. Compassion won't want you back with interest, with interest paid. I want you back. I want to own your soul, and I want interest on top of that. Compassion is not like empathy and sympathy, and those aren't bad things. They they have their places. Don't get me wrong. They have their places, but compassion is nothing to mess around with. It's a whole different game. And it isn't a game. That's the whole point. Because empathy and sympathy is like a game. Compassion is not a game. It's not. It is something different. It's vital. Compassion can even be contagious. Compassion is life-changing. Compassion opens up the heart. Compassion can, can change the soul of someone. Compassion doesn't necessarily reside in somebody's soul. 
it doesn't always reside in their soul. Like, oh, that person, it's just their soul is filled with compassion. No, it it can fill. It can restore a soul. It can heal a soul. Compassion is more powerful than our souls themselves. Than our, than our souls themselves. You need to know that. Compassion heals the heart. It can fill the heart. Some of us have compassionate sources deep within us, and they've gotten buried along the way. They've gotten buried. They've gotten dumped on. And we can tap into that compassionate source. And some people don't have compassion that's deep inside them, but they can still get it. They can still get it and restore it, or they can infuse themselves with it. They can receive it. They can ingest it. They can take it. They can have it inside of them. And you know, when I was young and when I was a child, Spirit knew this guy here, this guy here, he needs he needs work. There's no doubt. He, there's work to do for this guy. There's no doubt. Meaning he needs self-transformational work. There's no question. He needs enlightenment. There's no doubt. But we're picking him. We're picking him for one reason. He can hang in here with this gift. He can listen to the voice every day as a child and not lose it and not lose himself. He can still, he can still hold on to himself and hang in there even if it's by a thread, even if it's by a thread. I almost left a couple of times. You know the story about my dog when my dog went out into the ocean and I went out there in that cold water and, and, I, and I knew I knew I, w- I knew I was going down. I knew I was done for. And I'd never even know you guys now. I'd never even be able to do what I do. I'd never be able to whatever if that happened. And I would only, only people that would have known of me and my information from spirit and the messages would have been the people in the first 19, 20 years of my life. And that would have been it. But I, I've, I stood the test of time and I'm here. A lot of times I thought about, hey, this is too hard, but spirit knew there was something inside of me. Now, spirit said, the, 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 the real test after that is going to be getting this guy to build up his compassionate reserves. And I've had to work on that my whole life, and I just want to share that and have you do that too. Why not? Why not? And you know what? I bet you some of you, if not most of you or many of you or whatever, probably have more compassionate reserves than I've had or have you probably would blow me out of the water. And many of you are probably lacking it and diminished it or diminishing in it, even way, way, way under me, diminishing it of it and need a refill. I need a refill all the time. So that's why this is such a powerful, powerful, powerful show. And I love this. When we become frugal with our compassion, when we become withholding of it, that's not good either. That's a really difficult thing that can happen. We treat our compassion like it was, like we were rationing it. We were carefully rationing it. That's not a good thing either. When we micromanage its distribution, we come, become trapped with barriers when we micromanage our compassion. I'll give you a little bit of compassion, but I won't give you a little bit of compassion. I won't. I'll give this person just a little bit. Maybe I'll give this person some another day. Maybe I'll just only give a little bit to this person. Maybe just a tiny bit. When we ration it, 
maybe I'll only give myself a little bit of compassion. I'll just give myself a tiny pat on the back. How about that? A little tiny pat, not a big pat, right? Not a big pat. Just give myself a little, you know, you know, that isn't good either. We get trapped like a rat in a trap. We get trapped like a raccoon in a, in a, in a, one of those metal traps when you're trying to get a raccoon out of your garage. <laughs> you're trying to get a raccoon out of your garage. You know, it's, we get stuck because what happens is we ration it, we ration it on ourselves and there's a barrier. There's a barrier. So this is just a little bit of what I'm going to talk about with compassion. We're going to go into some other stuff too. We're, we're, we're rediscovering compassion within ourselves. We're rediscovering it. If we have it already in there, we're going to reignite it. If we don't have any at all, I've run across people. They don't have a speck of it, a speck of it. And I, and I, and I was supposed to feel good about myself because I had a good hunk of it inside of me, lots of compassion. And then I've run across people with zero compassion. So you would think I would walk away saying, whoa, ho, 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 <laughs> whistling away, <laughs> happy because I'm so loaded with compassion and proud of myself. And, and no, I, I, I felt terrible, terrible for this person or the people I've come across with no compassion inside of them. And I felt kind of like, okay, kind of guilty. I had so much. What do I do? What do I do? How do I, what do I do? The first thing I was, I was having compassion for the person who didn't have any at all. And I tried to instill what I could and spread the message because it's that important. And when someone's dried up from it or doesn't have any of it at all, it's sad. It's truly sad. So, you know, look, hey, do you have a cup of tea, herbal tea? This is intense. This is really, this is really, you know, this is tough stuff. This is tough stuff. So let's get into it a little bit. So saying earlier, God is love, right? We know that. We know that. And, but God is not just love alone. God is unconditional love. We know that. The human mind, which is our mind's, puts conditions on everything, on ourselves and on others. We can't help it. We can't help it. There's no question. We think we can feel unconditional love, but we can only feel unconditional love if we've tapped into compassion alongside of our love. They both have to be there. Compassion plus love, that's our version of real unconditional love. That's our version of it. Now, this is going to be intense right here, okay? <clears throat> this is you can't find peace unless you have some compassion. You can't find peace unless someone bestowed generously compassion upon you. Peace for someone who has no compassion is when someone gives them compassion. I know that's intense. When someone gives you compassion, it can give someone with no compassion peace. It can give somebody suffering with hatred upon themselves. When someone hates themselves, 
and they hate their existence or they just don't like their body or they just don't like who they are or they don't believe in themselves or they've lost all confidence, which I'm going to cut into the confidence thing. You got to hear about this. This is intense from spirit. When someone denies themselves of anything because they hate themselves so much and someone bestows compassion towards them, you wouldn't believe what can happen. It's unbelievable, the miracle that can occur. Often, when people think they have compassion for themselves, it's really confidence. So this is where it's tricky right here. Just look out. Hold on to this. Hold on to this. Get ready, okay? When someone thinks they have compassion for themselves, it's really just confidence. And that's a mistake made all the time. And I'll tell you why. It's a mistake. This is unbelievable what spirit has taught me over the years and what I'm about to share with you. That's what we build in the world right now. It's confidence, not compassion. Do not get those confused because they're confused. They're confused. The minute something goes wrong, like in someone's life, like love, confidence goes away. Did you know that? Did you know that confidence goes away? So therefore, what they thought was compassion, self-compassion towards themselves disappears completely. It goes away. You can shape your whole lifetime around confidence believing in yourself because of your achievements. And listen, there is a good thing about that too. I'm not trying to cut that in half. I'm not trying to tear that, tear that down. I'm not trying to ruin that. I'm just saying you could shape your whole lifetime upon confidence, 100% where it's all about confidence and not realize it. You can believe in yourself and in one flick of a switch, just like when you turn a light off, the darkness of self-doubt can take its place and destroy every last bit of that confidence and tear it down. A lifetime of confidence ripped down, thrown down the toilet, thrown in the garbage. Confidence is important. Please don't get me wrong. We should all hold on to it when we can. If it's all you got, you hold on to it. If you have no compassion and didn't realize it and you've mistaken it with confidence, it's okay. You hold on to that confidence and you don't. You try not to let it go. You hold on to it if you can. But when people hit a a chronic illness and their confidence in themselves turns to zero, it turns to zero. It drops. It's gone. It wasn't compassion in the end. It wasn't self-compassion that was confused with confidence. It was confidence. It was just confidence in whatever was going on in their life. I see it with young people all the time. I see it with college students that get sick. I see it with people that are starting their lives after college and they get sick and they got Hashimoto's thyroiditis and they get fatigue and they don't know what it is and doctors are giving them all these prescriptions and their family members or their spouses or their boyfriends or girlfriends are kind of like acting weird because of it and their confidence drops and drops and drops and drops and there's no self-compassion involved something else takes place self-hatred the confidence disappears it waxes it wanes it disappears it diminishes confidence is important don't get me wrong it's how we struggle through school and get get our grades done it's how we become good students it's how we, we we work in the workplace it's how we try to build our careers we try to have confidence in what we do at work but if if self-compassion if compassion isn't mixed in it if it's not in there in any way all it takes 
is one failure. One failure. Okay? One failure. And boom, confidence is destroyed. A lifetime of confidence can be destroyed. Then you're trying to get an an empathetic ear, a sympathetic ear from someone, a friend or a family member to build your confidence back up. But it doesn't even mean still compassion is involved. I'm just saying how important self-compassion is. It's a savior. It's a lifeboat. It is a life raft. It is one of those, those, those circle things with those donuts you throw into the water with a rope on it when someone's drowning, drowning in failure and no confidence anymore, even though their whole life was based on building confidence, just like athletes build confidence in themselves, and all of a sudden they have a failure, and that confidence just disappears completely 100%. But if there's no self-compassion in there, it makes it that much harder. We should hold on to confidence whenever we can. But it doesn't have the strength of something else. You need to know this. It doesn't have the strength of compassion. Please understand this. This is all. Wisdom from spirit. Wisdom from spirit. You know, I'm impressed all the time in the sense where I'm like, spirit, you just blew me away again. You blew me away again. Because if I didn't have you giving me this information, I I wouldn't even know any of this. And it blows me away because spirit's talking to me right now. You have to understand that. As we're sitting here, all together, Spirit's giving me this information. I just want you to know how important that is, too. Confidence is not the answer to self-hatred, Spirit says. Confidence doesn't give us peace. It gives us temporary peace. Because the minute confidence is broken from a failure of any kind or any kind of struggle or loss or any kind of struggle with our health on any level, like if it was some kind of illness, chronic illness or autoimmune disease, or we're told our body's attacking itself when it's not, right? The autoimmune chapter in thyroid healing, when we're told our body's destroying itself, we lose confidence in our body. And without self-compassion, we just destroyed. Our, our peace is destroyed. That's why I call the medical industry with their theories, their misbegotten theories, their misguided theories. I call them peace destroyers, peace destructors. That's what I call those. And they, get, they bleed onto alternative medicine. So the functional medicine doctors, without knowing by accident destroy the peace in others too but not understanding how the body doesn't attack itself because it was just a theory and it's not correct we lose confidence when we get an illness when we're sick too long we lose our peace our peace of mind our peace in our soul our peace in our heart our family members lose the peace around us it happens i'm just being truthful but it doesn't have to happen this way you don't have to lose your peace you don't have to lose all this It's okay if you lose your confidence, but if you have your self-compassion, if you have compassion, what does that mean? And I'm going to talk about it. If you have your compassion for yourself in there a little bit, it won't hurt when the confidence is busted in half. It won't hurt because you truly do love yourself in a different way, not in a fake way, in a real way. We're going to talk about that in a minute, man. That's really intense. If there's no compassion, then your confidence drops away. The damage becomes extreme. 
to your soul and body, if you hold that compassion internally, if you hold it within, you can lose the confidence and it won't phase you. You can lose it and it won't phase you. You can fail at anything. You can get sick. You can be let down, but your compassion to yourself remains. Whether you believe in yourself or you just lost the belief in yourself, compassion will hold it all together. It holds it all together for you. Compassion helps you heal. Compassion from others to you to fill that compassion bank helps you heal. So if you can't touch this and you can't, you can't get a handle on what I'm trying to tell you here, but you can. I know you can. It doesn't matter. I know you can get a handle on this. I know you can touch compassion. It's easy. It's easier than you think. It's easier than you think. It's already happening right now. I could feel it right now within every one of you as I speak and as we're talking and sitting here right now together in this very moment. I can feel it in all of you that it's already, it's already your compassion meter is rising towards yourself and maybe even towards others. It's rising. I can feel it. You feel it? You feel it? Just, just relax for one second. Just relax. Do you feel anything? Do you feel anything? You do. I know you do. I know you do. You feel it. You have it within you. You're also receiving compassion. I know you are. Your bank and your meter, your compassion bank, that meter, that well, that compassionate well is actually rising inside of you right now. And I know it is. And I know it is. I know you're, you're feeling that. I know it's rising inside of you right now. I know that for a fact. And it's going to heal you. It is. It's deep healing when that self-compassion comes in. It's deep healing. And I know it's happening. And I know it's happening. What compassion can do is it can bring peace to your soul. It can bring peace to your soul. And I know it's doing that. And I know it will continue to do that. Listen to this show after this. Listen to this show. Listen to the recording of the show afterwards. And listen to it again because there's so much information. It's so intense. So listening to it, it's good. Another part of peace, another piece of peace is having compassion for yourself. And that compassion brings peace to your soul. It will and it does. And if, if you have compassion to someone else, it'll bring peace to their soul. It will. It's the creator of peace. It is the creation of peace. That's what compassion is, Spirit's telling me. And you need to know that. Peace isn't just about peace on earth. It's not just about, and this is coming from Spirit, peace isn't just about peace on earth. You know, peace isn't just about war and violence and hatred and trying to Stop that out there. That's not what peace is just about. That's not at all. Peace is about having compassion to yourself so your soul can receive that peace. It's about giving somebody else peace in their soul through compassion, the presence of compassion. And that's really what it's about. So listen, 
love is a big topic these days, and it's a big one, and we're going to cut through it right here a little bit with what time we have left. We're going to work on this. Self-compassion is not self-love. You need to know the difference. It's not self-love. Self-compassion is not self-love. They're not the same thing. They're not. I promise you they're not. You need to know this. Self-love is okay. Loving yourself is okay. It's not a bad thing. If it gets you by, you use that until the compassion comes. Self-love, see, see, self-love, it's about loving who you are, and it's about appreciating who you are, and that's what's good about self-love. It's about appreciating who you are and, and loving who you are. And it can reach into accepting who you are. Loving yourself means you're accepting who you are, okay? It seems to work perfectly for some people that everything is going perfect. Everything. And it seems to work for some people that need a quick remedy when things aren't going so great. But when you really go through a, tr- through a true hardship, when you go through an illness, when you get sick, when a family member gets sick, when something else happens, when struggling happens, when a suffering happens, the game changes completely. You know what self-love turns into something else. Self-love doesn't mean you're granting yourself healing through self-compassion. It's not the same thing. Self-compassion is not the same thing as self-love at all. Self-love cannot grant you peace alone. It's not something that can grant you peace in your soul is self-love alone. Because I'll tell you why. When you focus on loving yourself, it can accidentally bleed over into loving yourself more than anybody else around you. Have you ever met anybody like that? They love themselves more than anybody else around them. And it's evident. And you know it. You know it. That's what happens when compassion is not in there. That's what happens. Love, love, just so you know this, is not what keeps two people together in a relationship. It's not love. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not love that keeps two people together. When you're in the throes of a new romance and everything's all hot, nice, and the finances are flowing or life is rosy, or whatever, love can be plenty to hold it together, to hold the relationship together, especially when it's in that honeymoon stage. Love can be plenty, but when a challenge comes along, and this is why we have what we have out there right now is so much hardship with relationships and people. When a hardship comes along, when a challenge comes along, love is no longer strong enough to keep to keep a relationship together because human love is not the creator of peace. Human love can be the creator of hell too for people. I've seen it. Love is no longer enough. How many relationships? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you until someday something goes wrong, no matter what that is. And the members of the couple become mortal enemies. Loving another can turn into hating the person very fast Unless, unless, I'm telling you right now, compassion is involved. And that's how it changes the game. That's how it changes everything. When compassion is involved in love, the relationship can go through a hard time. And love won't turn into hate or turn into non-love anymore or just 
turn into disinterest. It won't when compassion is involved. Compassion is the glue component. It's the glue to a relationship. It keeps love alive. It stops love from turning into hatred or sour grapes. And I hate using grapes as a term because grapes is such a healing, beautiful fruit. It's such a healing, beautiful fruit. I don't like using grapes as a, maybe something, maybe we'll come up, sour eggs. (laughs) Sour eggs. Sour chicken eggs. If (laughs) If you look at love as a fruit, as an apple, compassion is its core. Compassion is its core. How about that? That's a lot better. And same goes for self-love. You can't love yourself without having self-compassion or it can flip to hating yourself. How many people worked on self-love and, and it flips on hating themselves? Does that happen to you? Did it happen to you? That's easy. That can happen to all of us. Oh, my God. I love myself. I love myself. I'm okay. I love myself. Oh, my God. I hate myself. It can happen too easy because self-compassion wasn't involved. It wasn't in the mix. It wasn't there. If suddenly you're facing a chronic illness or an emotional challenge, self-love can vanish. It can disappear. It can disappear like nothing has ever disappeared before in your life. It can literally slip through like sand in your hand at the beach. It could do so it could slip through in your hand like water. And guess what takes its place when it disappears, when that self-love disappears? Guess what takes its place? Self-hatred takes its place, just falls right in there. It's one of the greatest obstacles to peace. It's one of the greatest obstacles to peace when an athlete is injured. Self-love can turn into self-hatred in an instant. I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it. The mom who could take care of everything, the mother who can do everything, she can exercise, she can run to the gym, she can pick up the kids at soccer practice, she can make dinner, she can take care of her husband and all the bills in the house, and she could run the household, and she can run and go get a part-time job, or not even, whatever it is, she can take care of everything until symptoms got in the mom's way and made her doubt herself and made her feel like a failure. That should never happen ever, ever, ever happen, ever. It just shouldn't. It shouldn't. We have a little compassion inside of us. We get that compassion well built up, and that's not going to happen. It's not. It's not. If someone around us has just a little bit of compassion, a fraction, just a, a fiber of compassion, a fiber a fiber, it can stop that mom from feeling that way, even if she has no compassion towards herself whatsoever on any level. And all she had was self-love. And that's all she had. If that's all she had, if someone else had a fiber of compassion to share, it could ignite a spark and stop that self-hatred. It can stop that self-hatred. When we get chronically ill and we get told that it's our genes, oh man, you better have that compassionate, compassionate, well, get started somehow because that evil, evil notion from the medical industry will try to tear you down and make you think you're faulty. 
just because they don't know what's truly behind chronic illness and they make everything look so rosy with all their geneticists and they make things everything's look so low with the literature they put out that's paid for and funded and all rigged and they're going to make you feel like you're bad because that's the name of the game it's to break down whatever you got left in you, whatever confidence you got left in you, whatever compassion you got left in you. But compassion won't break down under that. They just want to break down whatever self-love, whatever confidence and self-love you have inside of you. They want to break that down and tear tear it apart. Just telling you right now, take a deep breath. The misguided attempts to explain illness out there, like saying you... You caused it on yourself or it's your genes or your body attacking itself can make you hate every last fiber in your body. They're the ultimate peace destroyers. They're the ultimate soul destroyers, body, mind, and soul. Do not get suckered into it. And if you have a little bit of self-compassion building up, you pat yourself on the back, you listen to this show over and over again, and you get that little bit built up and a little bit, and some of you may have a ton of it already, and I wish I could, sh- I wish I could take some of that for myself. Give me some of that self-compassion. I'll take some more for myself. <laughs> because I'm human too, and I'm up against all the same things you guys are against. Just because I hear spirit, and spirit knows every bit of this powerful information, every bit of the information to get you better, well, I use it for myself to get me better too. I use it for myself to build that compassion and well too. That's the whole point. And maybe I'm lucky and blessed in that way because I get to take spirit's information right there and he reminds me all the time so I can work on keeping my compassionate levels there, keeping it there, and I understand that. So that that, that is great, but I can give that to you too. You can give that back to me too. We can all have this. But don't let the peace destroyers ruin your mind, body, and soul, and don't let them don't let them suck you dry. Have some self-compassion. Get it deeply rooted if it not already is. This is really important, really important stuff. So we lose touch with all the compassion for ourselves. If we even held compassion to begin with, it can disappear when one acre pain does come. But we have the ability to ignite it and spark it. We have the ability to spark it back up. It's strong. It's powerful. If it was there before, like I said, it can ignite faster and easier like never before. The further away self-compassion feels, we feel something's wrong with us. Remember, we just need to bring it back, to reel it back in, to pull it back in. We just need to bring the self-compassion back into ourselves. We need to bring it back in because the further it goes away, the further we think something's wrong with me, something's wrong with you, something's wrong with her, something's wrong with him, something's wrong with them. We think something's wrong the minute compassion starts to drift away and falls away and further away and peace destroyers, like I said originally, just just a couple of minutes ago can push it away further. Don't let it push you away from compassion. Whatever you do, grab onto it, reach out, pull it back in. Come on and do what that means now. Call on upon the angels if you have to. Call upon the angels, any of the angels, any of them. Call upon any of the angels now 
and just get that compassion. Bring it back in. You can do it. Bring it back in. The self-hatred will go away. You won't become prey to the misguided medical belief systems out there and also other belief systems too that are out there. Misguided spiritual belief systems. Misguided all kinds of belief systems. They can't destroy your peace and destroy you. They can't take that compassion completely away. Grab onto it and pull it in. Pull it in with me and bring it into yourself, right back into your soul and into your heart. You can do it. I can do it with you. Let's do it together and let's bring it back in because I feel it. I'm Reach your hand out right now. Reach your hand out as we speak. Reach your hand out. Spirit's telling me right now, reach your hand out. Okay? Compassion is right in front of you. It's a warm, comfy little blanket that's nice and warm and cozy. Grab onto that blanket. You see it. You can see it in your vision. It's a comfy, warm, cuddly blanket that's safe. That's safe. And grab onto it, Spirit says, and bring it in. Spirit's giving you the identification of what compassion can look like so you can actually grab it and harness it. It's that warm cup, that warm cup of liquid, that warm cup, that drink when you're freezing cold and standing outside and someone just handed you a cup of herbal tea, grab onto it, grab onto that cozy, cuddly blanket, grab onto that light. Compassion is a light. I'm giving you every image that you can use. Spirit says, grab onto a light right there and pull it in and bring compassion back into your heart, back into your soul, back into your being. Bring it in. It's there. And you got it. All you need is a little bit. Do not get disappointed thinking you don't have any. Just a little. All you need is a fiber. All you need is one little speck of light of it. That's all you need. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. Just grab it and you got it in your hand. Open your hand out when you're reaching out. Grab onto that warm cuddly blanket. Grab onto that light. Grab onto that warm cup of tea. Grab onto it, make a fist, and bring it in, and it's in your hand right now. Bring it to your heart and to your chest. Bring it to your soul. Let the compassion enter into your soul right now, deep in there, and you got a little bit of it already. It's there. I promise you, it's there. And guess what? The peace destroyers will not take it away when they come. And they come and they say, oh, it's your, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's all you to blame. Or when you get that injury and your confidence goes away or you, something happens at work and you lost your confidence. Oh, no, no, no. The compassion is there. It's to take over. It's to take over. It's to replace confidence so confidence can come back over time. Just have that confidence. But listen, the compassion is really going to keep it all together. And it's going to make sure that nothing, nothing goes away completely and only grows from there and gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So your self-love turns into unconditional love for others and for yourself. It becomes compassion and you pat yourself on the back instead of self-love that dissipates and turns to nothing so that relationships that you have get stronger because you have compassion for your, that person and that person, it's infectious. They might get a little compassion too. You take one day at a time. I love you guys dearly. And, um, hey, the show was too deep. Just listen to it again and again. It's deep. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that. It blows me away. I love spirit. I love you guys. God bless you. And take care, okay? All right. Bye now.